To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. We are here with Martha Shaughnessy. She is the founder and CEO of The Key PR. And what I love when I looked at her website is it says at the very top above the fold, high impact, low bullshit. Isn't that what we all want? <laughs> so I'm like, I, I already knew, knew I liked you when I, when I saw that. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I always like to start with the journey. You know, what got you to decide, I think I should start my own business. Yeah. It was very slow, according to some people, and very fast, according to other people, depending on who you're talking to. Um, but I started in agency communications right out of college, um, worked in a similar environment to what we find ourselves in now, where it was right after the dot-com bust had happened and it felt like tumbleweeds were blowing around San Francisco. I graduated magna cum laude and my first job was at a florist scrubbing buckets. <laughs> so when I got an internship uh, for $8 an hour at a arts and nonprofit agency, I felt like it was magical. And that's where I ended up getting my first full-time job worked there for a few years and just really fell in love with the storytelling of communications. Um, and I stayed agency side for a really long time. Uh, and after an agency that I loved and helped grow from 15 to 150 people was acquired, the love started to seep away, <laughs> um, in terms of the corporate structure, but I really still love the work. And, um, over the course of those final years, I had a bunch of people kind of push me a little bit in the back uh, to jump out on my own. And then I had enough friction feeling high responsibility and low control that I realized if I was going to have that much responsibility, I might as well take, take the reins and have the control as well. So that was, that's kind of the long and short of it. So when you went out on your own, you launched, you have your website, did you have a flood of clients coming in? Did you bring some clients over from the other business? How, how did you start getting revenue? I didn't bring any clients over. Uh, that was a really important piece for me. I, my first client was actually a company that I had launched in 2010. So I started the key in 2016, um, kind of behind the scenes, didn't put a shingle up and, uh, incorporate until 2017. And the first client we had was a company that we'd worked with, that I'd worked with, uh, with the founder, uh, launched and then had themselves been acquired and, you know, were at a later stage and they ended up replacing a seven person team from a huge global agency with just me and the, my first hire, they kept the same budget. And that was basically our seed capital. I didn't have a website. So <laughs> I did my first client work through my personal email. It was sunsetmartha at gmail.com. So <laughs> very <laughs> professional, but the reputation uh, was enough that we were able to, to land that business as we kind of stood up the rest. And that tagline that you mentioned was how I decided I was going to just announce to my community on LinkedIn that I was going out on my own. Um, and we've done rebranding and we've done other things and mission and vision since. And it just stuck because that really feels like the crux of why I'm here doing what I do. We're all so tired of 
the fluff, right? We've all been, there's some, I've been, I've been doing this for a long time and I've heard so much crap from different agencies about how they can promise you, you know, they, they promise you the moon, the star, they, they figure out what you want and then they promise you everything and then it falls flat and it's awful and it leaves such a bad feeling. So to have someone who just comes out and says it, yeah, it's refreshing, <laughs> quite frankly, right? And it yeah. builds trust. In fact, I just heard from a client the other day that um, those who cuss a little bit tend to be more trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. How weird is that? It's I'm funny. Like, huh. Yeah. And more psychologically um, balanced, I think also, I tell these things to my husband all the time because I cuss a lot <laughs> and he's a little more strict Midwestern about that. Um, but that was actually one of the signs for me about why I needed to leave my last job because I had an HR person who told me to be less human and more corporate. And also that I wasn't, I shouldn't swear um, because it reflected badly on my position. And I was like, well, I can't not. So bye. <laughs> so F you. How about this one? Yes. <laughs> I do warn people the later in the day, a meeting happens, the less control I have over my potty mouth. So, <laughs> you know, it's all good here. It's all good here. As long as it's part of the conversation, we don't yep. care. So talk to us about, so you had your first client that was for seed capital, which is awesome. That does not mm -hmm. happen very often. So congratulations to you. But then talk to me about, you know, moving forward mm -hmm. because most of us can't make it with just one client. Yeah. Well, a couple of things I just have to recognize, uh, that are places of privilege. I married, so I got to be on my husband's, um, insurance as did my first employee. Um, and I was able to drop my own income in, in order to promise her full income to match the salary she was leaving to come out with me. So that felt like a very lucky way to start. And then it was Whisper Network, really. Um, you know, I talked to some former clients of mine. Much of the referral um, network comes through VCs. So, you know, putting the word out that I'd gone out on my own and the types of clients we were looking for. Um, and honestly, it's <laughs> been really kind of amazing. We had our first outbound marketing materials this year. Um, so almost seven years in. Um after, you know, kind of the economic shift of the last couple of years, we're like, you know, we should probably tell people we have some room on our books <laughs> because we really need some new clients after this economic correction in, in Silicon Valley. And that's been kind of an affirming new muscle as well. Just being able to say, hey, you know, we're out here. This is how we know you. Here's what we specialize in and seeing things come back into the fold is, has been great. I actually have a great, uh, when you're saying more trustworthy, um, I had a prospect I started talking to this summer and he ended up, he had, you know, got a referral to a couple of different agencies. He ended up at first choosing a big global agency who promised him three senior vice presidents and wall street journal within two weeks and all these things. And he came to me and said, you know, what about this? And I was like, well, if they can do that, go forth. I can't tell you that you're ready for that. And, you know, I can't imagine a path to that result <laughs> that quickly, but if they have it, great. And we just signed on a contract for the coming year because uh, that relationship didn't pan out as promised as you might imagine. Um, and we just totally love each other more and are more committed to the mission together because we've been telling each other the truths from the very beginning. 
You know, I have to hit on that because when I see these entrepreneurial women, often they're so desperate and they're scared to death, right? They're scared to death of failing, of making a mistake. And so when someone can come to them and tell them, oh, you know what? I gotcha. I'm going to take care of everything for you. You're going to just, Mm -hmm. we're going to blow it out of the water. Often, instead of trusting their gut, they trust the words, right? It's Mm -hmm. an emotional decision. And, and then it doesn't work out because they overpromise. Maybe they are a good agency, but they overpromise. And then mm-hmm. you're disappointed and you're out this money that you weren't prepared to do. So trusting your gut, there's, there's so much with that. And it's one thing that I've learned to, because I've been that in that desperate situation yeah. too. You know, I've totally. been on both sides and luckily I'm now in a situation where I can reflect because I've had a lot of years doing this. <laughs> and so I can reflect all my mistakes Yeah, and it's the gut and almost, I, I really can't think of a time where my gut scared me wrong, but I yeah. did have to take a pause and think about it. And, and then the other thing is go in with the expectations of what you want. You have to come in and, and have that conversation with you, Martha, so that you understand, here's what I'm expecting. Is this real? Let's discuss it. So you are, so it's fair for you as well. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, really key to that is knowing yourself and knowing your superpowers, because anyone who decides to jump out on their own and take the risk of being an entrepreneur has something special, right? Uh, even if it's a little bit of a, I'm not unemployable or like, I, you know, whatever it is that pushes you out the door, there's something there that, um, allows you to take more risks and, you know, all the, all the different things that kind of show up in our personality tests and elsewhere. And I think just really refining what those things are and checking in with yourself and checking in with your trusted folks in and outside of work about what it is that makes you unique is really important. Um, for me, for example, like I knew I wanted to do an agency instead of a consultancy from day one, because I really am, you know, exceptional at certain parts of the job. And there's others that I just would never do if I didn't have a team around me. And I really believe in agency as a team sport and that you're able to, um, create combinations of people who are, you know, greater than the sum of their parts. Um, if you really think through the team strategy, well, and so that as is an example, like I could not be a solopreneur because I just don't have the discipline to kind of send bills or follow up on things or get my calendar right. Those types of things are not my strength. And, you know, I think finding space to slow down and really hear your gut is, is essential because the most paths aren't very friendly to women, not because we're necessarily getting like doors slammed in our face all the time. Although that sometimes happens more just because the kind of like linear growth only binary way of thinking about business is very masculine. And every time you read a book that says multitasking is impossible. I think about, you know, having a baby on one hip and be talking on the phone and folding laundry all at the same time. It's like, guess what? We, our species survive because women are good at multitasking. (laughs) So really thinking about when you can kind of step out of that, you know, like the masculine brain, you know, we both have feminine and masculine balance, step out of that. Like, this is what winning looks like. This is how fast I need to go. This is what the right decision is based on, you know, math or, or shoulds from the business world and leaning into your body and that kind of still small voice that says, yeah, but this doesn't feel right. Or you can't do these two things at one time. And, and trusting that when you really, really follow your own 
guidance, um, the path will rise to meet you in my experience. I completely agree with that. Yeah. And then even just writing it out, what are the challenges? What's that, what's that monkey chatter going on in your head? That's Tanya, you can't, or mm-hmm. there it's, it's demeaning you in some way. What is that? Mm-hmm. Writing it down and having you, we, you and I talked about this a little bit. And I want to hit on this before we hit record is that loneliness, right. And having oh, yeah. a team around you, whether it's other colleagues, whether it's your own business team, I have found for me and for most of my clients, having other leadership people, other people who own businesses, who understand the challenge of being the head person and what falls on our shoulders and making those decisions and everything else, but having those people that you can bounce ideas off of, right? Mm -hmm. And to say, hey, this is what I'm I'm facing right now. Have you had experience here? Oh my gosh. Oh, it's essential. And I think those two things you mentioned are really different. Um, I have a very close leadership team uh, at the key and I'm just so grateful to them and the trust and dynamics we have established. You know, that was a big piece of recognizing the stage of life we're all in. One of my big goals was making agency life sustainable for working moms, because it's not in the traditional model. You either have to kind of like back out or grind all the time. And neither of those was attractive to me. Um, And so this kind of team sport and picking up for each other as life requires us to step away has been really essential. And it's totally different being the founder because the, you know, COVID hits and you're thinking about the salaries of everyone you employ, you know, it is keeping my lease mean I'm going to have to lay someone off. You know, you are the face of the company. So the pressure uh, on ego and how your ego gets in the way is really different. There's all these types of things that are really yours to hold. And having other founders to talk through that with has been essential. And I'm in two different women's collectives, Sunset Women's Collective, uh, which is founders in my neighborhood, all different kinds of businesses. So some brick and mortar, some services, big, small, all over the place. And then another one um, that's called the She Builds Collective that is about trying to really lead a heart-led business that's kind of anti-hustle and does give permission to think differently about what winning looks like. And just having those resets of like, oh, you've been through this. Okay. Oh, you also experienced this. I mean, having conversations after this past year where I talked to other founders who I totally admire and who, you know, are crushing it from the outside and all those things be like, oh man, we're terrified. We don't have any revenue starting Q1 of next year or other, you know, this many of my clients left when Silicon Valley bank failed or, you know, all these things. And just the collegiality of being scared together. (laughs) Yeah. Let me just drop all of this kind of guilt and uh, taking that weight off my back allowed me to kind of see around the corner. And I think you can only do that in partnership with other people who are facing the same stuff. It's so true. It's there's so much value. That's why I started feel the fire because I wanted it. I wanted to have those people that I could go to because the people who I'm around are not entrepreneurs. Right. Right. And so they, you can see their eyes glaze over if I'm talking about something, but when you're an entrepreneur, it, it becomes part of your DNA. Totally. It's it's your other partner. It's your other, you know, for me, yeah. it's my other husband. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's just who I am and it's, and I can't not have well, the an outlet of, to talk about it. The timing of the launch for me was, you know, I had 
two babies right in a row. My, my boys are 15 months apart. And I was like, well, I can't have a third baby. I have to wait till they're very grown, right? <laughs> two and three, and then I'll be, have all the time in the world. But it was very clear that I would need to have that same kind of energy uh, because it takes, it's, it's obviously different than parenting, but it has that same connection to yourself and your sense of self-worth. And uh, you know, you think about it in the shower or as you're going to sleep and all those things, which I think is different than, you know, a traditional job. It, yeah. You can't, I, I've wanted to be fired many times in my, not, <laughs> not the company I'm running now, but my other companies, I'm like, who can fire me? And I, when I'd hear about it, I'd, I'd fantasize it. When I'd hear people say that they got fired, I wouldn't say, gosh, I wish that was me. But in my head, I'd be thinking, do you know how lucky you are? You're off oh, yeah. the hook. You well, get to take a breath. I got fired from my first job which is a whole other podcast, but one of the women who was hired into management uh, and was kind of like the third party witness to my firing now works with me. So that's one of our uh, jokes. <laughs> Remember when you fired me? And she's like, shut up. Um, and then I laid myself off from my most recent job. So I kind of got fired both times, but it was, I, I totally feel that when you're like, uh, how do I exit this? Especially because I think there's some weird combination. If you have the personality to be an entrepreneur, you also probably have like a really, really overdeveloped guilt complex and loyalty <laughs> issue where you're like, I can't leave this person on my team or this client that I have or abandon the team, you know, the people I hired or who, whatever those things are that are like the, the threads tying you to a job are really hard to sever. Um, I think if you're the, the kind of person who wants to, you know, take control of your own destiny. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with you. That's a great perspective because it's very, very true. So Martha, to wrap this up, what is one key takeaway that you can share with the audience that is one of your power tools to help you be really, I know we've talked about a number of things, but is there one thing that really stands out for you that you feel is a trait or a practice that you do that is helping you build an amazing company? I would say there's two things. One, have a therapist or something similar because you need to have a place where you nobody you are responsible to no one but yourself. And that's very hard once you step into the entrepreneurial seat. And the second one is outsource what you're not good at earlier than feels comfortable because the time you'll waste trying to figure out something that is not your strength takes away from the things that you're excellent at. And the sooner you realize that, the more successful you'll be. And the less headaches she'll have. Oh man. Completely <laughs> agree. Awesome. Where can we find out more about you and your business? Our website is thekeypr.com. Um, it's a little nerdy joke. I was a goalkeeper. So if you spell it out, it's the keeper. <laughs> um, cool. That's us. And I'm on LinkedIn, just my name, Martha Shaughnessy. And my uh, Instagram handle is goal underscore key PR. And finally, you'll find me on X, F, formerly known as Twitter at SF Shag, uh, which is a nickname for Shaughnessy in, in case you're based in the UK and had different ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of wondering, but okay. Thank you for clarifying. Thank you. This is awesome. We hit on a number of things that so many of us entrepreneurs think about and keeps us up at night. So thank you for being so authentic and talking about what really goes on. My pleasure. And really anybody who's listening, if, uh, you want to reach out for some cheerleading or response, find me on one of those channels. It's one of my favorite things to do is kind of bolster folks who are ready to take the leap. Yeah. Go check her out. Thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me.